to your American heritage with your host, Ed Bondarenka. Our goal is to provide a platform for a discussion of pro-life, pro-Christian, and pro-American constitutional principles in the light of current and historical events. America, bless God. Good afternoon and welcome to Your American Heritage, where we talk about the two things you're not supposed to talk about in polite society religion, and politics. My name is Ed Bondarenka, and I'm not your normal fluffy insurrectionist. And my pronouns are normative, cisgendered, binary, and descriptive. How's that? The show is produced by Derek Stone, the Swiss Army Knife of Radio. Derek is also the host of Stone Cold Sports, Sundays at noon 30, right after my friend Sean Todd, the Rock and Rev, on the intersection at noon, and it's not your normal fluffy Christian show. And I'll tell you something else about Derek Stone. Besides being radio show host and the Swiss Army knife of radio and the hardest working man in radio, there was a reason we did a repeat show last week. All the Wham guys did a repeat show last night or last week, excuse me. And uh, actually, I was happy to because the show we did uh, was one I was hoping to have an opportunity to redo anyhow. Uh, so it was a good show. And you can get it on podcast if you like. All you got to do is go to whamradio.com and then look on the podcast page. And there we are. And all the podcasts for all the shows are there. But Derek was off for a very particular reason. And Derek had the dreaded COVID. Derek, would you care to share, share with us what the symptoms were like? Well, I contracted COVID. It was last Wednesday, September 15th. And I had gotten a mild fever. That subsided basically after a day. But for the most part, I had nasal congestion. That That's basically what I mainly tested positive for. And then I was able to get the monoclonal antibody treatment this past Tuesday at the U of M Health System here in Ann Arbor. And I almost feel 100% right now. And, it, and I should mention that the, the treatment is only about 24 minutes and then I had to wait around an hour just to make sure I didn't have any bad reactions to it. But I'm almost back to 100% now. Excellent. Well, you 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 look like you're 100%, so that's good. And uh, looks are all that's really important in life, you know. So uh, congratulations. You were in our prayers. And uh, I, I thank my God that you're, you're better so we can be on the air this week. It's all about us, not you. So... <laughs> Yep. Yeah, well, let's see now. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, well, I must remind you, it's day 248 of the coup. The takeover of the American government by forces opposed to the Constitution of the United States and the values of the founders of the nation. And it's by those who seek to dominate you and enrich themselves. Your government's not interested in supporting you. It breaks my heart to tell you that. I served in the military. I supported this government, this form of government that we had uh, this government is interested in power. It is interested in subject, subjecting you and subjugating you. The Biden administration is now enforcing a loyalty test on the military. Imagine that, a loyalty test on the military. And how does that work? It goes, take the shot or quit. Well, that sorts them out real quick, right? Anybody who's loyal to the Biden administration is going to take the shot. The ones who want to stand up for freedom and... Uh, and uh, well, self-choice. 
are going to have to make a stand. So let's go to war. Let's pray. Father, please lead us and guide America today and in the days to come. Please give us the wisdom we need as we fight the destruction of our nation. Please help us to retake the reins of government from these traitors and criminals. Please reveal the intent of their hearts to the American people and please move mightily. Please either bring them to a place of repentance or remove them from power or both. Please help the American people to turn to you for support and strength. And it's the power of your spirit that can strengthen and empower us regardless of denomination or religious affiliation. It doesn't matter what church you go to. What matters is who you serve. And it's it's your principles, Father, that form our government that they were founded on. Please help us to return to those principles. Amen. Well, I want to give you some brief news in the news. Democratic Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer and the state legislature have agreed on a budget proposal that includes language banning health officials from enforcing mask mandates in schools and preventing state public agencies from enforcing vaccines on employees or customers. The $70 billion, and I got a lot of this from Fox News, the $70 billion budget deal would also prevent Michigan public agencies from enforcing vaccine mandates on employees and customers. And she's expected to sign this by October 1st. And I'm not clear on the ramifications. We'll have to get Dave Coleman back in here and uh, talk to him about that. Uh, There are a lot of Local municipalities think, oh, okay, now it falls on us to enforce these. A lot of local school boards say, oh, it's, now it's our turn. Not, it's not, in other words, it's not a state agency. The wording is not clear. I'm not clear on it. All I know is that Gretchen Whitmer is running for re-election, and this is part of that. Okay, So I'd hope to have a guest today who is running for election. He's yet to call in and be available. And... Um, So we'll have to move on from that until he does, and we'll see what happens. But also joining me today is my friend, Gary Wellings. Gary Wellings is co-hosting. You know, Gary asked me to co-host The Drift years ago. So it's all his fault you're listening to me today. Blame Gary. (laughs) Gary, hi, buddy. Hey, Ed, how you doing? I am fine. I am just fine. Thank you. Um, you can't blame me for this. You took it and ran with it. So uh, kudos to you for uh, sticking with it when I wanted to uh, take a little break and get out, which has turned into a long break for me. Yeah, well, uh, voice missed. And um, so I'm kind of discombobulated here, alive, on air, discombobulated, because once again, we had a guest who was supposed to show up and was supposed to be a source of conversation for us and uh he's running for office and we would have been talking about that and some of the issues that he'd be running on and he's not here yeah well you so, you have a you have a good listener and facebook audience so uh, uh tell the listeners that uh, if get on facebook and mike is on facebook all the time i i, I will say this about mike detmer he's pretty easy to get hold of he responds very quickly uh I'm glad he's running in my district. I hope he's okay. I've tried I've tried his voice just as you know, just as we were going on air and a text message. So I, I hope he's okay and that there's no problems. Uh, I, I know we were having somebody on a few weeks ago running for governor and he said, oh, I was at a campaign event, totally forgot. So have no idea. 
Right. And uh, so, Gary, it's nice to be back in virtual studio with you again. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting when you when you called me, I was like, uh, I thought we'd be back at the station when you said it's all on Skype. That kind of made me nervous, right? Because I'm not, well, as you know, I'm not very techy, and uh, the fact that uh, you talked me through it to get Skype up and running on uh, on my equipment is is pretty astounding. So you did good. You did good. Well, you've got a real studio there with soundproofing and uh, Yeti microphone, and I'm I'm in a bedroom. <laughs> if I have a bedroom like what you got behind you, dude, I'd be the happiest man on the planet. <laughs> oh, at the armory? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Derek's yeah, typing. Let's see what Derek has to type. And uh, here we are. We're waiting for Derek to type when he could just tell us because we're waiting on Derek to type. This is hilarious. Oh, let's see. Joe from Wyandotte. Well, that's a surprise. That's a real surprise. Who'd imagine that Joe from Wyandotte would call into a radio show and is taking time out of his busy schedule? Derek, would you... Uh, allow Joe to talk to us, please. Thank you. Hey, the band's back together. <laughs> <laughs> and that's us. Yep. That's this us. is great. This is wonderful. So, yeah, it's great to be able to thank, not blame, Gary Wellings for Yipsy Ed being on the air now. So, I mean, Gary. Well, we'll have to put that on his tombstone. I'm responsible for Ed Bondarenka. <laughs> well, you know, we couldn't do any of it without you, Joe, because you've always kept uh, kept us in check with every show and without support from callers like you to let us know that actually people are listening. Uh, it'd be pretty disconcerting. So uh, we love it. Dead air. Yeah. We, yeah. Wham has the best well, listeners Ever. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's, this is the content of this station and these shows are just phenomenal, and so are the listeners. Yeah. Well, I am calling uh, to talk one about the prayer Ed said, and he said about removing some people and the topic of running for office and to tell the listeners listening. And talking isn't enough. We need actions. We need them to get off their butt. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was on uh, Abolitionist Roundtable screaming about people getting off their couch. I had a few people contact me. That was good. But you've got to become a Republican delegate now. And let me tell you, like after that, I started getting my harassing calls again. But over the last few days, I put out a piece which made the rhinos even more unhappy in Lansing. And now the death threats are back. Because <laughs> they're in the last throes, their last gasps. If, if every conservative listening to this show will get off their couch, become a conservative Michigan Republican delegate. You can't just scream from the bleachers. You got to put on a jersey, get on the field, and help us fight, move that ball towards the end zone. Yep, yep, can't argue with that. Uh, I just got a text from Mike Detmer that says that uh, he's available and to call him again, and we tried that with Derek, and... Uh, I don't know, Derek, did that work? 
Yeah, I'm trying to call him right now on Skype, and I still haven't gotten an answer. He might need to restart his computer. Sometimes that you need oh to do that. Goodness. Oh. Well, if I could, well, if I could jump in for Mike you, Ed. Again, uh, yeah, please do. Talk, talking about what Joe just said, uh, uh, I, 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 I would highly recommend so people run for delegates time. because here in Livingston County, I, I have a very good friend who is a delegate and uh, voted for Biden this last time around as a Republican delegate. And I, I'm just shocked, dismayed that there are knuckleheads out there who, who think that way. And uh, I won't name names because he's a good friend of mine and I love him to death, but his politics are just not where they need to be. So um, I, 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 too, encourage people to get out and do the delegates, uh, get out there and move that uh, that goalpost back to the right, because that's where it needs to be. Well, there yeah. are people talking about the Patriot Party, right? I mean, but Trump himself has said, reiterated it on Newsmax, reiterated it at CPAC. He is a Republican. He's staying a Republican. He is working to drain the swamp of the GOP and wants a shot at draining the entire swamp again. He'll be a little more bold next time if we elect him in 2024. So part of that is draining the GOP rhino swamp and then draining the rest of the swamp. Yep. Yep. Can't argue with that. All right, Joe. Yeah, and well, thanks for, for calling. Edmar, I definitely, I've been on board with him since the last time he ran. I, you know, I'm not in his district, and although with redistricting, who knows? I might be and would certainly welcome the chance to more directly support him because we're in Debbie Dingbat's district who just had an argument with Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene the other day about abortion. That was a wonderful dust up to see. <laughs> and, uh, so who knows? She may, she lives in Dearborn, which will become part of the new district too, if the maps hold, but you don't have to live in your district as a federal congressional person unfortunately everybody knows maxine waters doesn't live in her district same here in michigan so she could run for the new second or she could try to run for what will be the new seventh which you'll be part of ed uh out in yipsy it goes from Wyandotte down to flat rock way over to a uh, grass lake uh, but that will comprise most of her current district. So she'll probably want to try to hang on to a district that has most of her name recognition already built up. Well, we'll, see. we'll have to see how that goes, Joe. Thanks for calling in. Mike just called in on the phone. So great, I'm going to take great. that call. Looking Appreciate forward it, brother. to hearing Mike. Love you, brothers. Take care. God bless. All right. Good job. Thanks. All right. Well, as part of my introduction for Mike Detmer, I was going to say that uh, Mike Detmer may be one of the guys to help us take back the government and make it for the people and by the people again. So um, I believe Mike is on the phone. Is this correct information, Derek? Hi, Mike. You there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, that's good. So technical difficulties is a trademark of this show. So we just fit right in. <laughs> In fact, it's usually part of our prayer, and I forgot to add it, and that explains all of it. So, well, I'm so I'm you're in Mackinac right now, Grand Hotel in Mackinac Island, and my my reception, my signal is terrible here. So, my apologies. 
Okay, that's no problem. So let's see now. Uh, welcome to our show. I'm reading the show notes real quick so I can get back on schedule here. So I asked you on because you represent in a micro what we face in many elections as a macro. In other words, changing. we have a lock on the uh, 2022 elections, I believe. Whitmer just signed this law banning mask and vax passport mandates. She's scared. Biden's in the tank. The primaries are extremely important. Who we put on the Republican ticket is very important. And you're running for the House of, Rep House of Representatives in a district. <laughs> I have to say your district, as Joe was alluding to, it sounds like your district is a little fluid right now. Is that true? Well, it, it is. It's going to, every district's going to be fluid until December 30th. And that's the now, that's the unconstitutional deadline for this redistricting commission. They were supposed to have this wrapped up really by this month, and that's not going to happen, it looks like. Um, so right now, I don't expect huge changes. I think what I'm hearing is that they're going to tweak some things. So the 8th district that I was running for no longer exists, and now you have a new 5th district, uh, which is it's much bigger. It's much more rural which is good. You know, it's good, good for the people here. Not so good for people that were that live in North Oakland County, which used to be part of the 8th District. They've lopped that off and lumped it in with uh, with Flint. So it looks like they're going to be stuck having to deal with maybe Kildee. Um, so we need good people to run against him as well. But that's where we're at. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a mess, to say the least. Okay. So tell us about your background. Elevator intro. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know what? I'm just uh, I'm a working guy. Uh, my wife and I worked very hard. I spent uh, almost ten years in the mortgage industry. I spent uh, seventeen years in the automotive industry. Um, you know, just 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 working, doing our thing. My wife and I have two kids. Um, we have a special needs son, and we're just trying to do the right thing. Um, I'm that's what I'm fighting for. You know, I, I see Michigan as having massive potential, and we can be an absolute powerhouse. And I'm just seeing a total mismanagement, and especially in Congress. You know, it's uh, it, it's rough. Last year, I went and met with Jim Jordan and Andy Biggs with the Freedom Thank Caucus. You. These Thank these you. guys are Answer fighting. The question. Thank and you. We've got to have more fighters. That was going to be my question. Where are you with the Freedom? Would you join the Freedom Caucus? Absolutely. If they let me join now, I'd do it. But you know, you have to be elected <laughs> to do it. But in a heartbeat, absolutely. <laughs> Well, that right there ought to be a campaign slogan right there. I will join the, if you elect me, I will join the Freedom Caucus. I will be your Jim Jordan. Gary, what do you think about that? Yeah, so Mike, I'm I'm currently in the 8th district as it sets right now. And uh, obviously I'm one of those people voted for you last time around and uh, in the primary. Thank you. And uh, uh, mortified that we didn't get the guy we needed in the uh, out of the primary last time around. Uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of Paul Young. Strikes me as a carpetbagger. Uh, not what I like most about you is you're blunt. You're forward. You tell the truth, as ugly as it is sometimes. And I think that's that's what we need more of. I'm tired of politicians who are polite and and happy and, and not telling me the truth. I need to know the truth. American people need to know the truth. They need to know how ugly and dangerous 
our country is right now because we're letting it slip away. I agree. I, I don't understand it. And and we need people like you. So you have my full support this time around. Are, are you telling me with that the districting, redistricting you've seen right now that Oakland County won't be in our 8th district anymore? Yeah, what they did is they renumbered everything. So now there is an 8th dis- district, which runs along the southern border of the state. So okay. and I don't remember where they where they lopped off Oakland County, North Oakland, and added it to Lapeer and Genesee County. I don't know what number they have that. Where Livingston County and Ingham County are, uh, that is now what they're going to call the fifth district, and now it includes Shiawassee County, Clinton County, um, Eaton County, and part of Ionia. So it's a much bigger area, but it's also much more rural. So yeah, and, and I think most of the people now, out in this area, and if they do area, that, I think you've had a, a really good chance of of taking that. Uh, would, would that still be the district that Slotkin now would be uh, your competition in, in the general? No, that's, that's to be determined. See, the thing is, okay. when you run for U.S. Congress, you don't have to restrict it. If I wanted to run against uh, Jack Bergman in the first district, which covers the UP, I can do that. But why would I do that? So right. she can she can jump in and out of whatever district she wants, wherever she thinks it's going to be easiest to keep her seat. So right yeah. now we don't know what she's going to do, and I've heard nothing just, from her or anybody else to to know what she's going to do. I don't know if she knows what she's going to do just yet. Okay. We just heard a caller, Joe from Wyandotte, describing that to us. And I don't I didn't realize that. I thought that the whole thing about Talib running from not her district was a problem, but obviously it's not, you know, as to which no. district she lived in when she ran. Yeah. Yeah, you have, well, to have a residency well, in fair, the state you're gonna run yeah. in, but as far as what district in that state for US for the, the, the US House, there is no residency requirement to live in the district that you want to represent. Yeah. All right, Mike, why do why do people Unfortunately, I have to be in your district to vote for you, though, right? Uh, you would, yes. <laughs> Darn. Isn't okay. that, if isn't I that were, quick... Why should Gary Wellings vote for you? Let's put it that way. Why should Gary vote for you? Why should Gary vote for me? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want politically correct, if you want um, the, the talking points and platitudes, for sure vote for somebody else. One of the things that just what we just mentioned sugarcoating things and being politically correct is what has gotten us here. And I'm not one of those Republicans that just goes along to get along. I'm, I'm doing this, and it's not easy. I'm doing this to upset the apple cart. So if you want somebody that's going to go play nicey-nice, um, I'm not your guy. You know, and that's, that's that for me personally and as a voter, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. The other part of it is I come to the table with an action plan and I put out my pledge. So is it, is it perfect? No, it's not perfect, but it's something that I'm going to work on from day one. And what you see too often are candidates that run and it's the same old thing. Well, I'm, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-Second Amendment. Okay, that's all great. What are you going to do on day one? And I've got a list of things that we can start. And that was part of my meeting with Jim Jordan and Andy Biggs last year was that same type of platform. We tweaked it a little bit because things have changed slightly. Um, they fully support it. So that sets me apart from everybody else besides the fact that if something is, uh, I call a spade a spade. If something's not right, I'm going to say something about it. That's how I've been. That's my track record. And that's how I'm going to be in the U.S. House. So, so Mike, let me ask you, a uh, balanced budget for it? 
absolutely if, looking for it. If if we could ever get it, I know it, I'm it's, I'm wishing for pie in the sky. I get it, but but that the fact that we can't, we have to stop the spending. And people can talk about all the things in the world that we that have problems with, but we're literally. Oh, are we on break already? Ed? Music starting. Mike, do you oh. want to hold over? You got to run. I will hold. Nope, I'm here. All right. Come on, folks. After the break, come on back to the show, Your American Heritage. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. We were made to be courageous. We were warriors on the front lines, standing unafraid. Hey, folks, welcome back. Your American Heritage. And uh, because we got a late start with Mike Detmer, I want to give him a few more minutes before we uh, end the interview with him. And then I want to talk about the music you just heard and uh, some other uh, uh, cultural tidbits regarding that. But uh, like I said, we have Mike Detmer, who's running for Congress, uh, the U.S. House of Representatives. And we also co-hosted with Gary Wellings of the Daily, of the Daily Drift, which uh, the news you need to know on uh, Facebook. And so, and his uh, website. And then, uh, Mike, welcome back. I just wanted to give you a Thank few you. minutes in closing. Uh, I didn't want to be abrupt there at the at the break. So, um, see now, we asked our, will you join the House Freedom Caucus? And you said yes, if you get elected. So, um, how do you feel about the concept of, and I'm going to ask this because other people have asked me to ask this. Sure. There's a lot of talk about the Uniparty. And the fact that it doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, it's all the same thing. Go ahead. I totally agree with that. Say and, something. And, you know, here's, oh. I came up last minute. I had no intention of coming to the uh, Mackinac Conference. And what you have here, what I'm pleasantly surprised is there, there's a lot of warriors here that, are, that think a lot like we do. Um, who are here to try to upset the apple cart as well. But yeah, you, the higher up you go, and my experience has been, and, and also going to D.C., is that that's true. You know, you've got deals being cut. You have deals being cut within the Republican Party here in Michigan. You have deals being cut in Washington, D.C., with the RNC and the DNC. One of the rumors, and it's really not a rumor, this actually came from uh, a very credible source, is there's a deal cut with a, a handful of congressional districts around the country. Um, McCarthy wants... Nancy Pelosi to stay out of some races down south where they're picking up some seats because of redistricting. And in, in exchange, McCarthy stays out of districts that Pelosi wants to keep. And so that's the uniparty. That's the kind of deals that are going on. And they're going to uh, try to make it very difficult for any patriots who are running from dog catcher to the U.S. Senate across the country. That's what we're fighting. When President Trump gave his inaugural address in 2016, one of the things he pointed out was it was us versus them. Well, the them he's talking about is that establishment, deep state, uniparty. And that's what we're battling. That's what we're battling. And that's what we have to win. And the time is now. We can't wait. We don't have two or three more election cycles to get this fixed. And I'm encouraging voters to ignore the, the uh, excuse.
excuse me for saying this, but the BS coming from the parties and actually vet the candidates. In primaries, you mentioned this early on, primaries are crucial because if we don't get the right people winning their primaries, well, then we're stuck with the proverbial, well, the lesser of two evils. Well, the lesser of two evils moves us a little closer to total destruction. That's how important this is. And that's why I'm fighting so hard. And I haven't, I haven't stopped fighting for the last two years. I ran for Congress in 2020 and got edged out of the primary just barely. The day after the primary, I'm back out on the road fighting this tyrannical governor that we have in the state. I've been fighting the, for election integrity. I've been fighting these lockdowns that are unconstitutional. I've been fighting, fighting, fighting. And that's what we have to do. And I'm encouraging people, even if you're not going to run for office, get out of your comfort zone and step up and fight. Pay attention. Show up. Call your elected hey. officials and tell them you're displeased. That's where I'm at. That's the theme of the second half of the show. Thanks for the lead, and I appreciate it. Gary wanted to ask <laughs> you welcome. about your, you know, I'm sorry, were you still talking? Did I cut you off? Nope, I'm here. Oh, okay. So anyways, I, we wanted to ask you about in election integrity, but you brought the subject up. Very, very hot topic. You know, my my question is, if we take the House, not if I'm saying, and I say we, I mean the Republican Party, mm-hmm. you know, this side. If if the Republicans take the House away from the Democrats, which I strongly believe they will, what happens with McCarthy? I mean, is he just, you know, do we get the uniparty anyhow? Does it matter? Do we get big bloated budgets? Do we get well, immigration sure. Uh, sure. Uh, reform or not? Sure you do. It, you know, and... and uh, I think what you have is a lot of Republicans or people that have run as a Republican under that banner who don't pay much attention or credence to the the Republican platform. And so what you have are a lot of soft socialists um, in the Republican Party. You've got full-blown socialists in the Democrat Party, and you've got some soft socialists. Well, you know, this program or that program will help. That is contributing to the problem. No, I think you have McCarthy as Speaker of the House. And, you know, again... <laughs> is that any better? It is better, um, but it's not perfect. You look at what hap- what's happening if you pay attention to state politics here in Michigan. We have a Republican-controlled state legislature, and what are they doing? And the, the problem is exacerbated in, in the U.S. House and in the U.S. Senate, unfortunately. That's the fight that we have. Okay. Well, thanks, Mike, for calling in. I appreciate it. Once again, folks, that's Mike Detmer. For Congress, uh, give give an address, some kind of contact info, Mike. Yeah, my website, www.detmerforcongress.com. And I'm also on Facebook, Detmer for Congress 2022. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Getter. You can find me. I'm there. And feel free to please message me. Uh, and I am very responsive. I, I love talking to people. Alrighty. And I get. I got to say, if I didn't say it before, one of the most encouraging things you brought up so far is that uh, Mackinac uh, was a ray of hope for you rather than when you know when I think of Mackinac I just think of the elite and they're just planning you know behind our back but if you tell me good things are happening that's encouraging I, I am very encouraged and good things are happening in fact I'm sitting right next to me right now as one of our uh, uh, gubernatorial candidates I know a, a, a couple of them that are, are absolute patriots and they're in the trenches fighting they're good people. So there's some good stuff happening, yes. Good. Well, thanks for calling in, Mike Detmer for Congress. And uh, perhaps we'll check in with you further down the road. And I appreciate Sounds this. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
All right. Well, that was, of course, once again, Mike Detmer for Congress. And uh, moving on to the next topic, I had hoped, like I said, to get a little bit uh, uh, sooner into this. I played the music, the closing music to Courageous as the opening to the second half of the show. I do that pretty much every week. And this weekend is the 10-year anniversary of the release of that movie. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's like a director's cut version that's out at the theaters. I think Imagine Theaters is showing it for sure. You need to watch it. It's just important. It's an important movie. And it's, it's not just an important movie. It's a highly, oh, there's comedy. There's some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen in a movie. In this movie, there's drama. And there's, there's a lesson. There's a real lesson. And the high point of the movie, well, I'm going to say this first. We have, and we have had, a crisis in fatherhood in this country that has led to where we are in the culture right now. And that's men with no father or absent fathers. And there's a high point of the movie where the central character is speaking to a group after his wake-up call. And I want to play this for you, a portion of it, right? You don't have to ask who will guide my family because by God's grace, I will. You don't have to ask who will teach my son to follow Christ because I will. Who will accept the responsibility of providing and protecting my family? I will. Who will ask God to break the chain of destructive patterns in my family's history? I will. Who will pray for and bless my children to boldly pursue whatever God calls them to do? I am their father. I will. I accept this responsibility and it is my privilege to embrace it. I want the favor of God and his blessing on my home. Any good man does. So where are you men of courage? Where are you fathers who fear the Lord? It's time to rise up and answer the call that God has given to you and to say, I will, I will, I will. Yeah, men of courage. Where are you men of courage? And. That's the topic for the second half of the show. But I watched another movie right after I watched, rewatched that this week, Courageous this week, um, rewatched it. And I, I was reminded of another speech about fatherhood. The second speech, I'm sorry, the second movie was actually about fatherhood and unlikely fathers and mentoring. Let's see if you recognize this speech, okay? Sometimes the things that may or may not be true are the things that a man needs to believe in the most. The people are basically good. That honor, courage, and virtue mean everything. That power and money, money and power mean nothing. That good always triumphs over evil. And I want you to remember this, that love True love never dies. Remember that boy. You remember that. Doesn't matter if it's true or not, you see. Man should believe in those things because those are the things worth believing in. Yeah. Got that? 
You're no, I'll unmute now. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> that was the great, and I do mean great, actor Robert Duvall in the in the movie Secondhand Lions. And I, you know, it's it's an inspirational movie. The young man needs a father in his figure, and these two guys, unlikely characters, step up. But the other theme is in both these speeches, virtue and courage. And we need courage. We need to stand up to the tide of lies and opinion contrary to the truth. We know things. I was talking to Gary earlier. I knew things that I thought to be true last spring and summer. And then I heard other people telling me stuff that seemed contrary to what I knew to be true about how diseases spread, how COVID works. And I actually did not trust what I knew. And I went with what the media was telling me, which has now been revealed to be a sham and a lie. You're not going to catch COVID at the gas pump. You don't need to put gloves on to avoid getting COVID. But we were all misled. We were told the hospitals were full. The hospitals weren't full. They never put anybody aboard the mercy and the hope. They didn't need to. They're telling us now that, oh, the uh, ICUs are overwhelmed. The hospital emergency rooms are overwhelmed. And I'm telling you, they're lying to you. They're lying to you. And you need, you need to find sources of truth and then run with the truth. And one thing about having the spirit of God lead and guide you is it helps you recognize, resonate with what the truth is because God is truth. So I was made aware recently on another podcast, Bill Whittles, about something called Ashes Conformity Experiments. And there's also something called Genesis 1932 <laughs> Experiment. And in one of the earliest experiments on conformity, Genesis asked participants to estimate the number of beans in a bottle, pretty simple. And people individually estimated them and they got pretty close. Then they estimated them as a group and the group influenced the decision-making of the individuals. Pretty much like the story of, and my sister spoiled me with this story. She ruined me for life with the story about the emperor's uh, 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 new clothes and how he was really naked and how power really wants to hear the truth. Well, power doesn't always want to hear the truth. They don't always want to hear that they're naked, okay? But if you're courageous, you'll tell them anyhow. If you're courageous, you'll speak power to truth, like Nathan the prophet to David. You know, you are that man. So there was this ashes conformity experiment. So basically, they asked people to do different things. They asked to choose the length of a line that matched another line. Pretty simple. Does this line match that line? Two things side by side. And people were, you know, getting it regularly. Yeah, well, this line matches that line. Until you put them in a group with some ringers put in the group. People who were there to actually lie and say, no, I think it's this set of lines are the same length. And after a while, that had the influence of telling people that what they saw with their own two eyes wasn't true because the group said it was true. Famous quote for you right now. See if you recognize this one. Well, who are you going to believe, me or your own eye? The great Groucho Marx, philosopher, student of human nature. <laughs> who are you going to believe, me or your own lion eyes? Yeah, believe your own lion eyes, folks. So there's things we need to do to stand up to the culture, to stand up to power, 
and to stand up for what's right and then and and tell them this far and no more i won't do this i won't do that you are a man you are a woman you know sorry about that for your sake that you're so confused on the matter we have a call tom from detroit yeah uh, uh can you hear me oh yeah just five oh. by five okay uh yeah, I was, uh, you know, your candidate was on. He said he was going to, you know, stand up for, you know, and not be like the other Republicans. And I thought that was great. And what you're talking about now, this courage. And, you know, this uh, segues into, you know, I uh, last week or so, I, I decided I'm not re- voting Republican anymore. I'm not voting for any of these guys. And the reason is, is that when they had that January 6th rally, and then all the Republicans just backed away and didn't say anything and into the shadows. And, I mean, these people are still locked up without charges. And, uh, you know, there, no due process, you know, just throwing the uh, Eighth Amendment under the bus, throwing the Sixth Amendment speedy trial. Eighth Amendment says, you know, no excessive bails. It says no cruel, unusual punishments. And, I mean, they're being cruel to these people. They got, you know, ones that do have charges are misdemeanor. And when those Republicans just backed off, you know, I said, I said, you know, I think I'm not even going to vote. Now, if Donald Trump got up there and he said, well, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to pardon anybody in the military who doesn't take this vaccination. If they get dishonorably discharged, if I get elected, I intend to pardon them. And, you know, and I don't know, I'm pretty sure he can do that. I don't know if he can get them back in the military or not. But, you know, I I mean, but that's technical. But that's all I wanted to say. You know, the Republicans, I'm disgusted, and I'm walking away from politics. I hate politics. I I don't know. Do you have a comment? I'm pretty much done. Yeah. I was afraid you were going to hang up before I got to make the comment. And, And I understand your position, Gary shaking his head. He understands your position. And I'm concerned because what, and, and I, I don't want to be critical of you on the air. Okay. And I don't, no, you know, do your it. friend you know, call, you know, even though we've never met, care, you know, no, everybody else does. <laughs> I'm sorry. We were walking over each other, but regardless, <laughs> um, that's the plan to get us to stay home. That is the plan. I don't look at it as Republicans versus Democrats. I look at it as Democrats versus everybody else. And if a Republican will say like Mike Detmer, I don't know him personally. Maybe he's not what he portrays himself to believe uh, to be. I believe he is. And I believe he's a good choice. Now, he's a Republican. Somebody's got to vote these guys in to do the right job. Gary, do you have an opinion on that? Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. So, so Tom, I know it's easy to get discouraged, and I'm as discouraged as you are, but I will vote in the primary, and I will vote for I will vote for Mike Detmer because, as Mike alluded to in his in when he was speaking, he did the day after he lost the primary, he did not walk away, he stayed and he fought for the carpetbagger Paul John. I'd, I blame the Michigan GOP. I know exactly what you're feeling. I I feel betrayed by Republicans left and right. But you have to continue. Vote in the primary. for Do your homework. Find that Republican who fits the need for you and support him as best you can. And then sometimes you have to go for the next best choice, I guess. But don't give up, Tom, because 
your vote does count because no, I'm not. See, I'm not. I you know I'm not voting against Democrats. I'm going to vote for now that Mike that can't, I I might I would probably make an exception and go vote for him on an individual one one to one basis. My last exactly. last time Trump ran, I, I voted straight Republican. Okay. And I've never done that before. I've never voted a straight ticket. But, I mean, I'm just not taking second best. If they want blood in the streets, you know, come and take it. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's well, just, just, just what I got Just do. don't get discouraged. That's all I'm asking. I'm just not get discouraged. out there and I, vote for your guy. This country is split in three parts. You got the Republicans, the Democrats, and everybody else. And it's yeah. the right, globalist Tom. against all three of us. Okay, Tom. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. I value your opinion. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not cutting you off, but we got okay. another caller coming yeah, up. Yeah, I got, got it. Uh, have a good day. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Gary, elaborate. For, uh, uh, it's for, just easy to get discouraged. I mean, I, I feel betrayed by the Republicans all the time, but you still have to get out and vote. And uh, the one thing I wanted to ask Mike about was election election integrity if he gets in because I know they're making moves in many states to do that but uh, if you don't fix and punish anyone for cheating in 2020 how are you going to win in 2022 that's all I'm saying that's that's absolutely true and uh well we do have Walter um so this should be interesting it always is hey Walter say hi to Gary Gary Good to hear you, and I hope you're back uh, for a while so I can hear some of that yelling that you used to do on the radio with, with uh, fire and brimstone anger against some dirty Democrats and Republicans. But uh, I remember you. Love you, Walter. You are one of the first people I saw when I started calling this station, one of the first people I talked to. He had a great show. I think it was you and Ed to pair off. I think it was another guy with you originally. But let me say this real quick. I can narrow it down and make it simplify who not to vote for. Okay, which Republicans not to vote for? The ones that are not right now, ASAP, calling for the resignation of Joe Osama bin Biden, the traitor, treasonous, murderer, liar, and he's not a commander-in-chief, he's a slanderer and thief. If they're not in unison right now calling for his resignation for what he's done to our country in eight short months, he's, uh, he's left our people in Afghanistan, Talking about this new Green Deal crap to destroy our jobs. Some you've already destroyed in the oil industry. They're not calling for this liar in chief or thief resignation right now. I don't trust them. Give me, let me give you some examples. Lindsey Graham. Oh, he's talking tough talk sometimes, don't he? I don't trust him. And let me say this. Mike, the Mike Pence types. Mike Pence showed me he was a dirty crook when he went to Joe Biden's thievery inauguration. And Trump Walter, refused to go. Walter, we got two minutes left, okay? So um, I appreciate this. And I, I just, I, I want to point out that I read something interesting this morning that a friend of mine, uh, Jay Poplar on Facebook, pointed out. And this is that, uh, and it's a, a blog post. I don't remember who did it. But basically, you got to watch out for uh, Uncle June. Now, if you watch The Sopranos, you know who Uncle June is. He's the guy that the mob propped up to make him look like he headed the family, but he really didn't, Tony did. But Uncle June looked like it, and that's who the feds were going after, a guy who had Alzheimer's and dementia, right? So, you know, he, he's just a figurehead. 
Folks, my timer's off. The music has started. I have no idea anymore when this show ends, it seems. <laughs> but we have about 30 seconds. So I just I just want to thank the callers. I want to thank uh, uh, Derek for producing the show. And Derek, throw your hands up when I got 10 seconds left to stop talking. And uh, I want to thank Gary for coming aboard today. It's very good to be in the studio, even if it's a virtual studio with him today. I want to thank all of you who listen. I very much appreciate it. Even though I haven't met most of you, uh, you know, all 20 of you, I appreciate it. And my wife appreciates it also. God bless America. Amen. Amen. <laughs>